Blog Talk Radio.
So with that being said, we are now live on Facebook, and we are also live on Smile3E, Iron Sharpening Iron, Blog Talk Radio. And um, hey, Cherise, thank you for joining in. And I'm so happy to be here with my family to enjoy the service on tonight of Christmas. Merry Christmas. We are enjoying celebrating our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So without further ado, because I know the man and woman of God have plans for tonight, we're going to hand it over to them as they pray for us and with us and give us a praise uh, report on what God has given them to share with us on tonight. So let's sit back, break out our Bibles. I have mine right here. Break out our pens and pads and just take some notes. Let's see what God has to say for us on tonight because we want to be prepared with what the world is trying to bring upon us. We need to bring the word back to the world to say what the word of God says. Uh-huh. Let's get ready, you all. Be blessed. Um, uh, Evangelist Tony and Minister Ron, are you all on the line, and are you ready? Yes, we're here. We are here, yes. Yes, praise God. Merry Christmas. Well, thank you. Merry Christmas. Heavenly Father, we come before you, O Lord, to thank you. Thank you for this day of celebration of you coming to earth. Mm. As the Son of God, the Prince of Peace, yes. the Savior of all mankind. Well, we pray that um, we tune our ears tonight to hear this message because we know that the world has been tuned out about this message. They have this day to celebrate something completely different mm. than what it was supposed to be. And Lord, this, let us remind ourselves of the reason for this particular day. Oh, Lord, we ask and we give thanks. In the name of your Son and our King, Christ Jesus, amen. Amen, amen. We are just so excited to even consider what God has done for us as we use, as we celebrate on this day. And, you know, there's a lot of controversy about, well, should we celebrate on the 25th? Is it, is it really this time of year? And, you know, the bottom line with this is that we are honoring God for how he has sent his son to us. It's not about a day. That's it. It's not about all these things that we've made. It's not about all these movies and hot cocoa mm-hmm. and love and, and, and the Christmas spirit. It's like we've just missed the whole point um, uh, of, of the reason that we have. Christmas. We celebrate Christmas. Yeah. And and the commercial, uh, the businesses have made, you know, they, they do their fourth quarter and their first quarter bottom lines on what happens around Christmas. That's it. And so they promote it, and it starts, Christmas starts even before uh, Halloween in the store. Mm. Promoting people to get in debt so they can have happiness. That doesn't align with the word at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And so what I want us to do is what Ron and I did yesterday with our Godchildren. We have um, we have several families that God has sent us to support. And, and if y'all don't know, we don't have any grandchildren. And so in that, God has given us an opportunity to pour into the lives of families who do have children. 
And so uh, one of our families, uh, we, we uh, celebrate Christmas with them every year. There are eight children in this family. The youngest is 11 now. We've been knowing these children all of their lives. And uh, this young man married uh, a wife, so he has four children, and she has four children. And the youngest is 11 of this uh, Brady Bunch, we could call them. <laughs> and the oldest is 20, and he yeah. just had a, a daughter. And so, as God would have it, this family is growing. But before we gave gifts yesterday, we sat down and we wanted to establish a tradition with our children, our, our great-grands, our God-grandchildren. And I asked them all to pull out their phone because everybody has one. Y'all know that, right? Yeah. And I told them to open your Bible app. Now, this is the kicker. Everybody didn't have a Bible app on their phone. Mm-hmm. But they did after they did that evening. Everybody put a Bible app on their phone. That's right. That was their gift. So if you're listening and you're talking to your children and they don't have a Bible app on their phone, make sure they have one. They got every other kind of app on there. And so we want to make sure that they have, yeah, that they have the Bible app. And then I had them turn to Luke two and two. Mm-hmm. And I said, I really want us to stop and consider what the what the real gift of Christmas is. And so we start talking about how this Christmas that is portrayed in Luke 2 and 2 is announced 700 years ahead. Mm. And Ron's going to read a little about this announcement and from Isaiah in the ninth chapter, ninth verse, the sixth and seventh chapter. Verses. Verses, I'm sorry, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just want to leave with also, pay very close attention to this message because it's relatively short. <laughs> we want it to be short so it will be impactful. We'll be out of here in the next 15 minutes. Okay? So please, screw on your attention caps. And listen up, Isaiah, the ninth chapter, the sixth and seventh verses. For us, for to us, mm-hmm. a child is born. To us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Watch this. Prince of Peace. Yes. Read on. Next one for me. The dominion? The seventh verse? Yes. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from the time on, from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. And so Isaiah announces 700 years before Jesus Christ is born. And so it opens us up in Luke 2. And we, we will read about the birth of Jesus Christ and all of what went on at that time. 
You started two for me. Please. Starting in the uh, the second chapter of Luke and the first verse. Listen to this. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Canarius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own hometown to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And so let's consider what is going on in the scripture. It tells us that this, this is the first census. Now, you might not know this, but this census was illegal. This this um, governor was not supposed to be counting people, but he was doing it because he wanted the money. So you have to know what the bottom line of what was going on at the time. So he sets this up to count the people so he can get the taxes. And not only that, this is also time for the people to come together and give sacrifice for their sins. Now, what's going on really is unique because, and we didn't read all of what happened with Joseph and Mary, but they were engaged in that time. In the Jewish uh, uh, culture, that you would be uh, engaged or have an engagement period before the marriage. The issue here is that Mary was expecting a child, and it wasn't Joseph's son. And if you look back at the culture, both of them could have been killed. Normally, when a, uh, a single woman is pregnant, out of wedlock, they would stone her to death. Yeah. And if her her betrothed stood up for her, he was being ridiculed by his own people. So they were yeah. in a struggle, y'all. This was not an easy life for them. This we see this on the on the TV where Mary's on a donkey and and Joseph is so happy. Ah, that was not the reality. They were in the midst of a bunch of confusion, and they were really at the hand of, of the culture was, would be destroying them if it wasn't for the Spirit of God fulfilling the word that was sent 700 years ahead. Okay. And I want you to also think about what, how they described the baby. Her firstborn, her son, was wrapped. If you look in the Old Testament, uh, in um, another version, in King James Version, it would say swaddling clothes. And those clothes, that clothes was actually death clothes. Those were garments that they would have wrapped a dead person's body in. They gave her to wrap her child in. Now, I want you to consider the symbolism there and what's going on. And then the baby is wrapped and laid down in a manger, the lowest 
of low places. Christ came not as a king, but he came as a mere man in the lowest form. Yeah. And there was no room for him. There was no room for him. Does that reflect what's going on in our culture now? Is there room for Christ? Is there room for Christ Jesus? Read on, Ron. I want to, as a matter of fact, switch to the Old Testament and begin at the... No, I'm going to start there. Oh, okay. I'm going to start at the seventh verse. Okay, okay. Because uh, now this is this is the King James version. King James, uh, Luke two, and I'm going to start at seven. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, Mm -hmm. and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Mm -hmm. So in the King James, it uh, is closer to the. the actual transi- uh, translation of what uh, he was uh, dressed in. The um, New International Version uh, just gave a descriptive uh, a ver- a version of what he was wrapped in. Mm-hmm. But um, the swaddling clothes were, were death garments, mm-hmm. what they wrapped uh, uh, dead people in. So they had to wrap him in whatever was handy. Don't forget that. He was... In a stable. He was in a stable. Mm-hmm. Mm, so true. Read on. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of God shone about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto them. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was uh, there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts. Praising God, saying, Glory be to God in the highest and on earth. Peace, goodwill toward all men. And so we see here in the scripture, God's coming was announced not to the king, not to everybody, but it was made known to the men who were working in the field. Now, the shepherds were in the field and they were tending the flock. Because this is about the time of year when the sheep would give birth to their their uh, lambs, and that and that was so important because the lambs were for two reasons, partly for money for the people to live, but the other part was that they were looking for those spotless lambs that they could use to sacrifice to cover the sins. Of the people So they were watching Because the babies were born Those lambs were born at night And they would happen real quickly And they had to give watch To make sure that those little lambs Were taken care of And not preyed on By the different animals That were out there in the field 
So I want you to think about the symbolism that goes along with Christ being born at night and the angels coming out. And this hasn't happened before. So this is not something that was uh, declared. This is not something that people were expecting. They were watching out, and all of a sudden the heavens opened up, and they've got angels flying everywhere and talking to them. And I don't know about you, but I would have been afraid too. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute, come on now. (laughs) But the angel saw them, saw their fear, saw them in a helpless state, and they proceeded to say, fear not. Fear not. Because today, in the city of David, now y'all notice that that paralyzed is paralyzed. I can't talk. It is going along with the same uh, information that was shared in Isaiah 9, that in the city of David that it would be born. So they are really showing you that God is fulfilling his word. And, and then they tell the shepherds to go look for the baby. So this is not the kings, the three kings are not a part of this yet. They are told who to look for and what they will find. How will they find this baby wrapped in swaddling clothes in a manger? So now what happens next in the scripture is important. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. The Lord has made known to us. They realized that the angels came from heaven to reveal what was going on. Are you ready to read? Uh, Yeah, my thing keeps hopping around. 16. Um, And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. And the 16th verse, pick up with the 16th verse. Yes. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all that heard wondered at those things which were told by them, by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. And so we see that the whole Christmas story is revealed here, that the shepherds heard the word of the Lord, and they went seeking after what had happened. And Joseph and Mary were there. And and they didn't have to say anything because the message had already gone forth. And everything that they heard, they were amazed by what they saw. Sometimes I forget, I, I think we are not amazed by the Christmas story. Mm. That we take it for granted that Jesus Christ came as a baby. But he came so he, he came to die. 
He came to take on the sins of the world. He came while we were yet unloving and yet sinful. He died for us. He was born so he would die. And then the shepherds left there, but they didn't leave there quiet, y'all. They didn't leave it. The shepherds returned funny. They were glorifying and praising God for all that they had seen and heard. I want to know how often do we tell people of what God has done in our lives? Amen. How he has shown up. Yes. How he has sent his word to save us. Hallelujah. And so the Christmas story we really want to encourage today is that you take time to read over Luke. Go back and connect it back to to the prophecy in Isaiah and realize that God had already made a way. And then when you go to Isaiah, I want you to trip on back to Genesis. And we don't have time to talk about that. But in Genesis, in a, uh, a young man was sharing with me that when you look at Genesis and you look at it as it is written in the Hebrew Bible, the very first words in the beginning actually tells you everything that is happening here in Luke. Because the way we look at things are very literal in the English language, the way that the actual Hebrew language is written. Every letter, every means a tells a story of its own. And so we are thankful and honored that we had an opportunity just to share the Christmas story. Yeah. And that we walk away today encouraging other people to turn to Luke 2 and 2 and spend some time before you open a gift to realize the gift that God has shared with us. Amen. We thank you. It was short. It was sweet. Mm-hmm. And that's all we have really to share this evening. Minister Sylvia, it is in your hands. Praise God. Praise God for that short, sweet, powerful lesson because, as you said, it shifted from Isaiah to Luke. But if we go back to Genesis, which um, we just have to go back and read Genesis and we'll find it where she was yes. saying that mm-hmm. it, it teased up and locked in together, talking about the birth of Christ. Yes. I'm just so glad to be a part of what was said on tonight and to be able to hear it for myself, but also read along with it and see it in my eyes for myself so that, therefore, I can picture it as I see yes. it. You know, yeah. and a lot of times people don't understand when it says the word of God comes to life. Mm. When you can read along and you can picture it, if yeah. you have an imagination, you mm. get a picture which we never really thought about swallowing clothes meaning clothes of death. So yeah. from the beginning, mm. Jesus was, we all know he was born to die for us, but from the mm. beginning, he was wrapped in death. Yeah, ah, I don't even know mm-hmm. if we understand that the, 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 he didn't, it's not like he chose down here. We heard he came down here, but even the world was prepared to uh, signify 
the way and the reason he was born. Man. Mm. Yes. And he and Jesus never had a place to go from birth. No place mm. to go. And even yet no now, one. that's it. Even yet now, we act like we don't have any place for him in our hearts. Come on, come on. So all Thank week you. I've been saying that the greatest gift we mm-hmm. could receive is the gift of eternal life. Because yes. the greatest gift we could give God is our life. Mm-hmm. So we, we have to really just sit back and read the word. Let yes. the word penetrate our heart, and as we receive the word, we can picture the gift, the true gift of mm-hmm. the reason for the kingdom. Yes, ma'am. A lot of us think it's because I saw those shoes and it's on sale and I could get it for a good price and that's going to look good in my outfit. No, that's not the reason for the season. Come on. Mm-hmm. That's Come commercializing on. for the season. Mm-hmm. So I thank you all, uh, Tony and Minister Ron and Evangelist Tony, I thank you all so much for taking the time out on tonight and breaking it down for us, those of us that's looking at it live and those of us that's going to look at it on the replay, and for those of us that's listening on Blog Talk. So I know you all have to go, but I'm going to just open the lines up, and um, we're going to see what other people got out of it and, and how the message on tonight blessed them. So if you're on blog talk, yes. the lines are open. Please uh, comment now. Amen, amen. This is Cecilia. Thank you for reminding us about how important the celebration is. And it's not just on the day, but every day of our life we should be celebrating. Oh, I thought about how we celebrate our birthday for a day, a year, a month, and mm-hmm. all of that. But this is the ultimate celebration, and um, I don't see us doing it as well as we should. I mean, where is the parade? We have Macy's parades. We have this parade. But where are these major celebrations for this? We've got to do better. Thank you so much for the reminder. Thank you. Amen. 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 Is there anyone else that one of our godchildren, he said, I asked him after we finished, I said, well, what did you learn from the lesson? He said, we all sheep. We just sheep. I said, yeah, you're right. We are sheep, and we need a Savior. We need a shepherd, and that's what Jesus represents for us. Yes, that's so true. That's mm-hmm. so true. Amen. Is there, is there anyone else on tonight that would like to make a comment? Well, I thank God for every little thing that was spoke on tonight. Um, I don't know how much longer the man or woman of God has to have with us on the line. Um, I'm going to ask, is, is it a certain amount of time that you all have before you have to leave the line? or uh, we, have, we have about five minutes, and then we're going to be, have to get off. Okay. So is it anything you want to? Uh, further ex- express before you all go. We would like to 
do the concluding prayer when you're if you want to close okay. that soon. You can go ahead and pray it, and I'll just continue on. But you all can go ahead and pray and close out your portion of the service. And so, Lord, we, we praise you and we lift you up and we glorify you for what you are doing right now in this time in history. We thank you for sending your son who has carried away the sins of the world. And we are in debt to what we we owe. We owe him our lives. And so, Lord, we surrender everything to you. We ask, God, that you help us be like the shepherds in the sense that we will go tell it. That's that song. We go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere, that Jesus Christ is born. That we talk about the, the gift of salvation and to encourage people, Lord God, to know that they need you. That they, if they don't get that pair of shoes, that'll be all right. If they don't get that, the latest outfit, if they don't get the latest car, but if they don't have you, they have lost it all. Yes. So, God, we want to be able to tell of your goodness to give every woman, man, and child an opportunity to come and hear the and hear the, the glorious story of salvation and to receive you as their Savior. God, yes. we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. And we can't do without you. And so, God, we just ask that you bless all that are listening. If there be any sick, Lord, we ask that you heal, deliver, and make hope. If there be any need, Lord, financial, that you said that you, the cattle of a thousand hills are yours and everything that you have, we ask, God, that you meet them at that point of need. Lord, we ask that you bless those that are, are on shaky ground that can't believe right now. We ask that you help their unbelief. Lord, increase their faith to know that without you they cannot be, that you will not, they cannot be pleased without the faith of God. And so we ask, God, that you just help them to embrace and believe the word of God. We just thank you for this Advent season. We thank you, Lord God, for, for all that you are doing in our life and what you're going to do. We thank you just for the privilege of being able to sit here at this table, Lord, this blog talk time, just to share your word of God. We thank you, and we praise your name. We ask, Lord, that you bless the the women that you have put in place over this ministry, that you, Lord, crown them with, with uh, goodness and mercy, Lord God, that you meet them at every on every side, that they would look up and see the glory of the Lord wherever they go, make straight paths for their feet, oh God. Be their rear guard, that no hurt, harm, or danger comes to them. We just thank you for what you're going to do. Lord, we pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen and amen. 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 Again, we thank you so much for spending this time with us. And I just want to just piggyback a little bit further um, Mm -hmm. as they uh, have to close out and leave the service on tonight. I just want to say, God, we thank you. Continue to bless their home. 
continue yeah. to bless their ventures, God. Continue to cover their children wherever they may mm-hmm. be, God. We thank you, Lord, for giving them the heart to do for the other families that you have placed in their lives, oh, God. Thank you for allowing the blessing to be a blessing even the further. God, we just mm-hmm. want to say cover them, cover them with your love and peace in your, in your blood. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Amen, amen. Love you. We'll talk. Merry Christmas. Okay. Happy New Merry Year. Christmas. Happy New Year. Okay, okay. I want right. to continue with talking about what the man and woman of God had opened up for us because for them to read from Isaiah, the second chapter, verses 2, I'm sorry, verse uh, Isaiah, the ninth chapter, verses 6 through 7, and they broke it down that it was 700 years prior before the birth of Christ, the foretelling of him, and how they went to Luke, the second chapter, the second verse to the 20th verse, and how they talked about when God appeared to the shepherds first. When the angels, I'm sorry, appeared to the shepherds first and told them about what had happened and how he said, the angel said, don't be afraid. Like the woman of God said, I don't know about you, but if an angel had appeared before me and the heavens opened and I saw angels flying around, I would have probably been kind of scared too. Because I'm just thinking it's us out here and the sheep or whoever, what we're, what we're um, protecting. And then here come the angels telling me, do not fear. For they're bringing good tidings of great joy. Hmm. See, they just say great news or some information or, you know, do y'all know what's going on over there? They said in the 10th verse, and the angels said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring unto you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. It didn't just say some people. It didn't just say those over there or those back here. It said to all people. Then it went on to talk about how when Jesus was born, it says, For unto you on this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, and his, and this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. See, that right there, I, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck right there with Isaiah and uh, Luke, and even to hear them say, if you go back to the book of Genesis, you can find then the story of of information being put out about the birth of Christ um, that's going to come. And knowing that, I, I think a lot of times people think, as my sister said, it was a good idea, all of a sudden it came about 
somebody put out there, uh, oh, they came, now Jesus is going to be born. It was told from the beginning, after Adam and Eve had uh, lost the right to the relationship with God for eternal life, the gift of uh, being the um, one of the first mankind sons that um, God promised to give us another chance. When him and his son said, let us make man in our own image, and they made man in their own image, but somewhere along the road of the life, road of life, Adam got caught up and won God's gift. I'm going to put it like that. We're supposed to be the gift, but we are the one that, womankind is the one that helped mankind make that bad decision. So he gave us Jesus to get us back, give us a chance to come back. And for those of us that decide to give God a chance, repent, and walk with God, and read his word, and when we do read his word and hear his word, we will find out that the word of God is life-giving word. As I was saying earlier with the man and woman of God on the phone, that as we read together tonight and we was able to visualize, well, I'm going to say I was able to visualize what I was reading um, each scenario of each sentence, I was able to see in my, my mind that the shepherds saw the angels that were speaking with them. And the angels got quiet and the, uh, not, I'm sorry, and the shepherds got quiet and the angels said, don't be afraid. And when they started telling them what was going on, how the shepherds got up and went to running and telling, you know, the, that Jesus was born, what's going on. It, they weren't quiet about it, as the woman of God said. They weren't quiet. It wasn't no secret, like, well, they'll find out. No, they ran and told it. You know how people run and tell something, and they, they, they think it's good. They wanted to get out there. They want everybody to know. So when that was said and done, it was done in the process of inviting us that the Savior had been born. And it was nothing that we could do about it except repent, accept the Lord as our Savior, um, and just read, study his word and run and tell everybody about him, about our good news, our, our, how can I say, our second chance, our first chance, our second chance, how we can uh, just repent daily. I thank God, as the woman of God, Apostle like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser said, also, it's not something we do once a year. The man and woman of God said it, Apostle Elect said it, that we're supposed to celebrate Christ every day. We're supposed to run and tell everybody about 
the good news of Jesus Christ. We're supposed to be prepared not to just give God any type of sacrifice because the woman of God and the man of God taught that at the time when Mary was betrothed to Adam and she was, it was a time period they went through before that and she was pregnant with Jesus Christ, her first son, her first child, that was a dangerous time because she could have been stoned to death and if he had a try to defend it, which we know he would have, he would have been um, stoned also, as well as he could have been ridiculed. But because of God's mercy, God's grace, and God's protection, none of that became to him. Yeah, I said the word became to him, because could you imagine, we'd have heard it and talk about it a while, well, you know, she thought he, you know, if he wasn't going to marry her, he was going to be ashamed of her. But the angel ministered to Joseph and said, be not afraid for that is um, a child of the uh, Holy Spirit. You know, it's a lot we can think about because the, the best thing about knowing the Word of God and being taught the Word of God and, and, and tell you where you can go and see it for yourself and have it broke down and explained to you, you can picture the word, and that's uh, when the word is helping to become life, that you can see the word of God become life. I don't know if a lot of times we understand or we agree or we even get the, the chance to really see it, but I guarantee you if you pray, and you ask God to let the word be revealed to you, he will. So I'm just saying, tonight, today, even tomorrow, the day after. Tomorrow is not too late. You can repent tomorrow. And even after that, for the rest of your life, if you repent every day, just guess what? You're not doing nothing wrong. You're giving your life back to God. Tell somebody about the good news of Jesus Christ. Be excited. Be a, be glorified. Be giving God all the glory, all the praise, all the honor. Run and tell everybody. Run and tell somebody. Run and tell anybody. And keep reminding yourself about the good news of the Lord. So I thank you all for joining me on tonight uh, live and as a replay for Facebook and blog talk is being replayed in our archives. Um, we are so grateful. We are so thankful. We are so blessed to be a part of Smile for E Iron Shopping Iron, where God is our Lord and Savior. God is our King of Kings. God is our Lord of Lords. God is Jesus that came to life, the Word, and God is just that everything. So I'm going to ask one more time before we end the service, is there anyone that would like to make a comment again or someone that wanted to make a comment but they didn't earlier? Would you like to make a comment at this time? The lines are open.
Okay. Well, our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. For seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I want you all to know that we are here every Monday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, with Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron, Blog Talk Ministries. We're also here on Wednesday afternoons, early evening, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Wisdom Wednesday. We're also here on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Smile 3E, our shopping iron, Blog Talk Radio, Smile 3E. With Let's Talk, we're here Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with our very own Apostle-elect, Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, who will be ministering with us to start our week off with giving God the praise, the glory, and the honor, and calling a altar call of repentance for the body of Christ. So with that being said, I want you all to know we love you with the love of the Lord. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, I just want you all to know that if you need a prayer line, you can call with, let me get that information, Pastor Linda Handy. She has a prayer line at 605-313-4818. 605-313-4818. Her access code is 647-147. 647-147. Sister Carmen has a prayer line, 605-313-4284. 605-313-4284. Her access code is 528-267-528. Two six seven, and Reverend um, Festus Johnson Jr. has a prayer text line. You can text in your prayers. All you have to do is text them to the number three three one two four four zero zero seven nine three three one two four four zero zero seven nine. With that being said. Again, our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Merry Christmas. Happy birthday, Jesus. Thank you for another day. Thank you for another opportunity to come before you to say, Lord, forgive me of every sin, willingly, unwillingly, every sin that I did on purpose, knowingly, God, I thank you for covering my family, my home, myself. I thank you for everything that the enemy tried, God. You turned it around and used for your good. I thank you for covering my loved ones as we traveled over this weekend to celebrate and enjoy one another. God, I thank you for everything you have done. I thank you for the good report that we all shall get when we go see our doctors, bankers, or loan officers, or whoever it is that we have to do business with. God, for our children that are seeking employment, God, we ask you to bless them and give them the opportunity of the job that they want. 
Let them be blessed, God. Let no other application be put in that is uh, seen above or beyond or better than. God, we just ask you for your outpouring love and blessings, God. God, we just ask you to cover every single one of us that's sick, that's ill, that's dealing with an ailment, God. Whether we told it or not, whether we showed it or not, whether it's known or not, but God, we just ask you to cover, cover. Send your angels into our homes to minister to us while we walk, while we sleep, God. Send your angels to minister to us, God, when we're driving, when we're walking, when we're working, whatever it may be, God. Cover our grandchildren, cover our great-grands, cover our great and great and regular people that we know, God, our nieces, nephews, cousins, aunties, uncles, friends, neighbors, our love, if we love our pets, God, God, give us what we need to continue on, oh Lord. Teach us how to not throw up anything before you, oh God. Teach us how to give you our first fruits. God, we want to give you our first fruits. Teach us how to have an excellent spirit and integrity when it comes to you, oh God. I don't want to think about how important it is to do for man, God, and I just give you anything, God. Whatever it is we're doing, God, that does not give you honor, glory, praise, and respect, God, teach us how to put respect on your name. Mm -hmm. Teach us. In Jesus' name, amen. Good night, everyone.